What's up and welcome to week four of the Bag Clan football, fantasy football podcast. Uh, it's football podcast, whatever. Uh, <laughs> what episode are we on? I don't even know. Ten, ten? I don't know. Nine or ten. ten. Yeah, we'll call it ten. I, I don't 20, care. Twenty-six? Eleven to twelve? Sure. All of them. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler. We got Rob and Blake in. What's up, guys? Yo. Hey. It's nice to be a guest on the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, you were definitely a guest last week. Yeah, it was uh, a guest. What, what it was a guest, Wally. It was a guest why he was on. The, the <laughs> only recollection Blake has of last week is the podcast, and that's after he plays it back to himself. Exactly. Yeah, I listened to it Friday, and I was like, man, I don't remember a whole lot of this at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, uh, we had a bit of a rough week picking games last week, guys. Oh, did we? Combined, we went uh, seven and eight. Awesome. Not not great. <laughs> um, but this week we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, we got a couple of trades in the league that just happened today. So I guess we'll start off by talking about that. Uh, first trade that we had was between – Rob and the Whitefish and uh, Club Baby Seals. Um, I'm a little bit perplexed by this one. Uh, so I'll, I'll tell you who was traded. Uh, the Seals traded Kareem Hunt and Sterling Shepard to the Whitefish for Alex Collins and Theo Riddick. Uh, Blake, what do you think about this one? Um, I think it's a little bit. Uh, lopsided just because of the theoretic in there. If, the, if theoretic was replaced by some sort of receiver, some pass catcher going to the, the seals, it'd be a little bit more even, but Alex Collins has proved to be not awful. And it's mostly a receiving cream hunt, hoping he's going to continue to produce at a high caliber that we think he's going to. There's really no guarantee. Overall, I think Whitefish got the better deal of this trade, but I think it's maybe a like a I don't know thirty five sixty five kind of deal. Yeah, I, I think your percentages are pretty close. I would probably do go seventy thirty. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely a win for Whitefish. Um, the the big concern I have is it seems like the floors for this trade is exactly the same, but with Hunt and Shepard, your ceiling is like, it's like you're walking into a mansion or something like that. And they got like those 30 foot ceilings compared to just a normal house. And you got normal eight foot or whatever it is ceilings. Yeah. But what about a Hobbit mansion? Those have small ceilings. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But uh, I'm, a, I'm a Collins owner in another league, and I'm actually frustrated with him. It's a timeshare over there. Um, plus, I think with the injury to Evan Ingram, obviously it's not a season-long injury or it doesn't look like it, but I think Sterling Shepard's going to be the primary beneficiary there for the next couple of weeks at least. So, um, yeah, I think, I think Whitefish is the clear winner here. Rob, tell us what happened. Well, uh, the original offer actually had a receiver in there instead of Theo Riddick. And the counter came back, said, if you put uh, uh, the two running backs together, that uh, we'd have a deal. And so I said, okay. 
So it was originally going to be running back receiver for running back receiver. And it was a, it was a good receiver who would have, you know, actually uh, have good production and that kind of thing. So it, I, th- I think that uh, what Seals wanted was uh, two running backs because they're running back poor. Sure. So overall, how do you feel about the trade on it for your team? Well, I feel real good. I mean, I did give up two running backs, but I got one that, I mean, Alex Collins, if you look at what he's done so far, has done better than Hunt, but I'm going upside. I mean, I got whitewashed this last week, and so I got to start swinging for the fences with some of these players um, who haven't been coming through. So Hunt had the big ceiling, just like you said, and and Shepard has the ceiling with Ingram out. So I'm going that route. Yeah, Yeah, I mean – the other the other add-on I have there is uh, the big thing with Hunt is that whereas with, um, Collins and Riddick, they're both in timeshares, Hunt right now has 79% of uh, the Kansas City backfield touches. So when Kansas City goes to the running back, it's, the, it's Hunt the majority of the time. Right. And I wanted to get out of that timeshare situation. So uh, we had another trade in the league. Uh same team seals making some moves uh trading with the reapers uh, and i'll tell you the players involved and then blake you can tell me what you think uh travis kelsey is trading to the reapers for jordan howard and trey burton both from the bears what do you think about this i <clears throat> i don't like this trade very much because jordan howard has proven to be a very like the one of the most solid middle of the road running backs, but Trey Burton, I don't, I know Tyler was high on him at the start, and he's you know he's not a bad tight end. I just don't like him very much, and trading away the number one tight end or off a team that's already struggling, I just I don't really like the trade very much at all. I'm gonna agree with you. Um, Jordan Howard is a better back in a touchdown only kind of league uh, in a PPR. Yes. He's gotten a few more catches this year, um, but it's, it's, it's not enough to make up for it. And Trey Burton was everybody's darling late round pick uh, at the, you know, before the season started, but it really hasn't panned out in production on the field where Kelsey's been kind of a monster. And then from, I mean, from Tyler's standpoint, you get the stack with the quarterback tight end combo. I mean, for him, th- for me, this is an 80-20. I would agree with that percentage. I think it's very heavy, heavily in Tyler's favor. Also, if you're in the baby seal shoes, you have just now completed two trades today. Now you have three brand new running backs on your team. I don't know what you're, what you're trying to do there. I'm not sure either, but let's uh, hear from Tyler what he thinks about it. Yeah, I mean, I think this trade, um, the one thing that I was nervous about offering this trade is it's hard to get uh, running. It's hard to replace running backs, right? Um, No matter who the running back is. And the one thing about Howard is he is uh, as – much of a guarantee as there is in football right now to get 20 touches a game. I mean, it's like, it's basically what Howard Gurley and Zeke that are guaranteed to get 20 a game right now. I mean, McCaffrey in the passing game, the way he's balling out, but that's, those are really the only guys that are. I'd say Barkley. I'd say Barkley's probably guaranteed 20. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe Kamara as well. But I think yeah. David Johnson's up there too, but he ain't getting the yards. I don't know about – well, David Johnson right now is a whole different story with that Arizona coaching staff. Yeah, exactly. He's probably but, getting close to 20 yards again – or 20 yeah. uh, handoffs. But – um. But the it is it's it's just hard to get one of those locked in guys, um, and I do think that the Hunt trade earlier helped me uh, because obviously he traded away kind of one of one of those guys that's getting like I said that eighty percent workload out of the backfield and kind of got two guys in a timeshare. So bringing in another solid guy I think is kind of solidifying that roster um, and. I would have been the only person I was really okay with trading for a tight end would be either Kelsey or Gronk. Um, Just because if this Chicago offense clicks at some point, I think, I do think Trey Burton is going to be a top five guy, but right now it's just not there. Um, The frustrating thing the last couple of weeks has been watching this offense and just seeing how open Trey Burton is in the end zone all the time. And they, he just doesn't get the ball. Um, so yeah, I think I was nervous about it a little bit. Um, just clicking send on the trade, but I'm happy obviously getting the Kelsey stack. And I obviously you don't send a trade if you don't think you're going to win the trade. So, all right. All right. Well, we'll jump into our first matchup here. Uh, first matchup is the Trash Pandas versus CI Whitefish. Um, oh, I forgot to mention we did we were awful in uh, picking last week. Overall, excuse me. Our standings are Rob at ten three and one, me at ten and four, and Blake at nine and five. So, rocking I mean, up. Yeah. yeah. Grand total of twelve misses this year, and eight of them were last week. <laughs> awesome! Yeah, that just shows you how the NFL is. I think this week more than anything. But um, so anyway, Trash Panda versus CI Whitefish. Trash Panda at zero and three. Whitefish at two and one. Um, both coming off a of disappointing weeks last week. Um, Trash Panda is going to throw Andrew Luck versus Houston, and CI Whitefish has Tom Brady uh, versus Miami. Now, obviously, I want to give it to Tom Brady here, but Tom Brady just looked dismal again uh, last week. And so I, I'm i going to push these two quarterbacks because Houston's actually a pretty decent passing defense. So I think Luck might struggle, even though he's slowly getting better. I think Tom Brady is really starting to find that he doesn't have and especially if Gordon doesn't play, he doesn't have the down the field guy that he really kind of needs. So I think these these two quarterbacks are going to be a wash. Yeah, and, and Gordon does look to be active this week. Um, it, it sounds like he's going to be. Now, how involved he is, we don't know. But I think Miami can't stop the run, so I think it's going to be um, a relatively run-heavy game for New England, however much that ends up being, I don't know. But I agree with the push there. Um. At running back, we have Saquon Barkley uh, versus New Orleans and Dalvin Cook at the Rams versus Melvin Gordon versus San Francisco and Telvin Coleman versus Cincinnati. I, between all these four of these, I like Tevin Coleman and Melvin Gordon better. I think the Chargers are still a 
volatile offense, even though they got kind of stuffed by the Rams last week with the Rams of the Rams. Uh, and Tevin Coleman, he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's still got that backfield to himself, right? Uh, um, Freeman yes. was upgraded to questionable, but it's yeah. one, one, one more week. It's one more week. Yeah, okay. I think so, too. Then, yeah, I, I would definitely give this to Gordon and Coleman. Yeah, I think um, I think the big winner here is Gordon. I think that game script is going to be ripe for Melvin Gordon. Um, the only thing that you could see in this game script is if the Chargers get up by too much, you could see an Austin Eckler day rather than Gordon. Um, so that could be the deciding factor. Uh, so I'll go Whitefish, but it's not by as much as you'd think. Um, at wide receiver, uh, Pandas have T.Y. Hilton versus Houston and Tyler Lockett at Arizona versus Whitefish's Tyreek Hill at Denver and Odell Beckham's uh, Odell Beckham versus New Orleans. Do we need to talk about these matchups? I don't think we really do. I mean, yeah, the only thing is Lockett has a touchdown each of the first three weeks. Um, otherwise, he would be, you know, kind of a low teens guy. Uh, yeah, th- this is Whitefish all the way. Oh, for sure. Uh, Panda has Austin Hooper at uh, versus Cincinnati, and Whitefish has Jared Cook versus Cleveland at the tight end spot. Um, one second. So I know that Trash Panda had to pick up a tight end because uh, I what's that? Oh yeah, Ingram went out. That's why. Yeah. Uh, so he's bank Austin Hooper. He's a good tight end. He's a great athletic guy there in Atlanta, but he's no uh, Gonzalez. He's never gonna. I don't think Atlanta's ever gonna throw to a tight end consistently ever again. So I don't. Hooper is a extreme hit or miss tight end. Jared Cook is uh, playing against Cleveland, who's actually an okay defense these this year. I want to give it to Jared Cook, but I'm also leaning towards a push. So I think I'm gonna give it to Jared Cook by like a C here. Uh, I'm going Hooper, and I don't think it's really even close. This Cleveland defense is actually legit, it seems like. They haven't given up anything to the tight end so far. Now, they haven't played a great tight end so far, but I wouldn't consider Jared Cook a great tight end. I think he's more of a volume-type tight end. So I think Jared Cook will get five to eight points, but Cincinnati – Uh, has been abysmal against the tight end, so I'll give it to Hooper. Um, At the flex, we have Marvin Jones at Dallas versus Kareem Hunt, newly acquired Kareem Hunt at Denver. Now, straight out of the gate here, I like Kareem Hunt for sure. However, it it really depends on what kind of Dallas we see this week. If we see the Seattle Dallas, then Marvin Jones might have a good day. If we see the Giants Dallas, then he might get shut down. But through and through, I think that's going to be Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I think it's Kareem Hunt. I think um, I think Dallas has a bounce back game at least on defense here. Who knows with the offense? That offense is that passing offense. At least the scheme is probably the worst in football. Uh, they fell to what thirty first in points after this week. Yeah, right. So I, I think that that passing offense scheme is the worst in football. Um, but I think the defense bounces back. So I think it's Hunt all the way. Um, at defense and kicker, Trash Panda has the Browns at Oakland and Harrison Butker at Denver. Um, and Whitefish has Eagles at Tennessee. Uh, Mariota is going to start, 
and Brandon McManus versus Kansas City? Uh, obviously, on defenses, it's the Eagles, and McManus is in Denver, so it's Whitefish on these two. I don't think it is the Eagles on defense. I think it's the Browns. Really? I, the I, Browns can stop Oakland? The Browns, the Browns' defense is legit. I mean, sure, they can be legit, but we were all flabbergasted by Jordy Nelson's three catches yesterday in the first quarter. Well, but Oakland uh... – Oakland's offense right now is the 21st ranked offense against defenses, at least for fantasy purposes this year through three games. So it's not like they're an unstoppable force here. I do think that the Eagles have a good matchup against Tennessee, but um, I mean, the Eagles first three games, 11, six, six, that's against the um, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Indy. Um, Browns, on the other hand, faced Pittsburgh, New Orleans, and then the Jets and had 17, 10, 12. So give me the Browns here. I'll take the Trash Panda for defense special teams. I just think, at least with the Eagles case, you have to throw out that week two against Tampa Bay because as far as the defense fantasy scores go, that's kind of a fluke. And then last week against Indy, I mean, that was I, – I just don't think Tennessee has the threat. I don't think Tennessee has a threat that's going to score all over the Eagles defense. Yeah, but the Browns had Pittsburgh and New Orleans the first two weeks. It's not like they were scrubs. Uh, Pittsburgh, weren't they, were they on the road when they played the Browns? Yes. Yeah, you have Big Ben on the road. You can't you can't bet against that. All right, you have Drew Brees at home the next week. Yeah, uh, Drew Brees is declining. All right, well, we obviously disagree there. Of course we do. Um, any thoughts on the benches here, Blake? Oh... I don't think so. I think if there was any free agents to pick up, I think Shady's almost a drop at this point. But as far as starters, I don't really think I see much. Maybe – no, never mind. That's, I was thinking uh, Godwin, not Goodwin. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know that Shady's a drop in our league just because, again, it's hard to replace – that kind of the uh, number one running back, but he's not, it's not great. I wouldn't be playing him until he shows something. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think both of these players are playing their best lineup. Um, Sterling Shepard and Mike Williams on Whitefish's bench are interesting, but you're guessing at that point. Um, whereas you have solid performers in your lineup. So, right. And I think you may be, you maybe throw Allen Robinson into that, something that's interesting because they are playing Tampa Bay and it, it is Chicago defense. But if Fitzmagic does it again, because I think he is going to play this week, he'll play this week. They have a bye next week and then Winston might be back week six. I don't know. But if Tampa Bay all of a sudden is throwing deep on Chicago like they did to Philly, you might be throwing Allen Robinson. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't think you're pulling any of his starters out to put Robinson in. Is no, and even if you were thinking about Robinson, that's a total just. That's a feels pick if you if you're gonna <laughs> have one. Yep. So Rob, we'll go to you. What do you think about this matchup? Um, I mean, I'd agree with everything. There's there's two spots that I'm not sure I'm sticking with, and they're both ones that you guys talked about. I don't know that I'm gonna stick with Jared Cook. I may go to Tyler Eifert because uh, they're playing Atlanta at Atlanta indoors. I think Atlanta's gonna be able to move the ball and do things. Um, Cincinnati just gave up a whole load of rushing yards last week. Um, so I think Atlanta's going to be able to control the ball, go deep, go with Tevin Coleman, do a lot of things. 
and Cincinnati's going to be trying to catch up. And if uh, A.J. Green's hobbled at all, Tyler Eifert, as we saw last week, is one of the beneficiaries along with Boyd. So I may go that route rather than playing Cook against Cleveland. And I may also play, maybe last week was a fluke. I haven't decided if I'm going to play the Packers at home against the Bills. Um, Yeah, the rookie did good last week, but he's a rookie. And I might play them instead of uh, the Eagles. So I haven't decided on those two points. All right. Well, Rob, we'll ask you first how you got this game, because I think we all uh, can guess. Well, like last week, even though I was wrong, I'm not going to start picking against myself, so I'll say I'll win. Blake? All right, I think it's Whitefish. I think it's Whitefish, too. Um, but I think if, if one of these quarterbacks, if Luck has a big game and Brady is uh, not significantly uh, – if he's below average, then I think that swings it. Well, I think we've seen so far this year that quarterback play makes or breaks a fantasy team this year. And that's <laughs> sure does. There's nothing. Yeah, there's no way to argue against, against that. Bonuses. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think we're whitefish across the board. All right. Uh, I think I'm doing this next one. This next matchup, it's uh, Club Baby Seals against Easy Turbo. Uh, that's the Seals are an 0 and 3 team. Turbo's a 1 and 2 team. At quarterback, the Seals are going to deploy Matt Ryan at home against Cincinnati, and Turbo's going to have Andy Dalton on the road in Atlanta. Quarterback v. quarterback. Man, I like both these matchups. I really do. Uh, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. There's not going to be much stopping here. I think. Man, I guess Ryan, uh, only because Atlanta got torched on the ground last week. So I think there's potential for Geo this week. Um, so I think Dalton might lose a little bit of his production there. I think I agree with you. My only caveat here is that Dalton might have a chance of throwing more because of what I was saying before, that I think Atlanta has the horses to get ahead in this game and run the ball and control the clock, and then maybe Cincinnati has to pass uh, from behind and get a lot of garbage. Um, but you don't like to depend on garbage, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the edge to Ryan. I will say that there is reports that uh, Geo is limited in practice. I not that could be a non non factor, but it is something to keep an eye on. So with that in mind, I think Ryan has it too. Uh, running backs, Seals has Isaiah Crowell and Isaiah Collins starting right now, and then Turbo's got Javarius Javorius Allen and Todd Gurley. All right, the buck stops here, as in Buck Allen. He could sit at home, and Todd Gurley would still be Crowell and Collins by himself. So, give me Turbo. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna even assume here. I know we don't normally do this. I'm gonna assume that Club Baby Seals replaces one of his two with Howard, with the newly acquired Howard, because he hasn't set his lineup yet since the trade went through. That's true. Even then, um, I think, uh, I think Gurley would lose just barely to a combination of Howard, Crowell, and Collins, and takes it over the top. Yeah. Yeah, he probably would uh, replace Crowell because they're playing against Jacksonville. 
and he'd play Collins and, and Howard more than likely. And Gurley beats Howard, and Allen and Collins kind of split that. So, I agree. Yep. All right. Uh, receivers, Seals is going to have Julio Jones and Kenny Galladay. And then Easy Turbo is going to have Emmanuel Sanders and A.J. Green. Man, this these are a lot of good matchups uh, for wide receivers. Uh, it all comes down to A.J. Green's health. If he truly is hobbled, this flips to baby seals. But as it stands right now, both A.J. Green and Emmanuel Sanders are playing defenses that can't stop anything, so I'll take Turbo. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. Um, especially since – let's assume they both play um, in Jones and Green. Uh, Galladay's on the outside against Dallas, and that's where Dallas is really good. Uh, where they lose a little bit is in the slot. And, uh, you know, that's not where Galladay does his work. So, I, I think uh, it's Sanders and Green. All right. Tight end for, say, Baby Seals is currently empty. So, we'll glance at his bench here for when he sets his lineup. It's going to be, yeah. It, yeah. It's going to be Trey Burton yep. uh, against a Gronkowski for easy turbo. Easy. Until Burton yeah, shows think- something, it's Gronk. Yeah, I think they have a bounce-back game with Gronk, but Burton does have a good matchup this week. So far, Bucks against the tight end this year have given up 10 points, 29 points, and 33 points. So we could see the breakout game for Burton this week, but give me Gronk. All right, so the flex appeal here is Brandon Cooks for the Seals and Tyler Boyd for Turbo. Um... Man, uh, Cooks Cooks has had that floor so far this year. Um, hasn't had less than 87 yards receiving in any game yet. Hasn't had less than five catches. Um, plus, on top of that, uh, Turbo is stacking Green and Boyd, which I don't like stacking receivers from the same team. So because of both of those, I'm going to give the heavy favorite to Cooks here. I'm going to give it to Cooks right now. I can see why he's why he's doing it, because he's hedging his bet in case he's got to replace Green. Though in that case, I would start Boyd and uh, put Green in my flex in case you're thinking of replacing him. But, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the stack, um, unless you really think that this is going to be like a 45-38 to 38 game. Um, they are playing Minnesota, but Minnesota's been – you know, obviously a little uh, suspect on defense so far this year. So, yeah, give me Cooks. Well, and they Minnesota still hasn't uh, – they're fifth against the wide receiver this year. So, even though they've been suspect, they've been good against the wide receiver. Right. And I just think that um, if you play uh, both A.J. Green and Boyd, then Cooks is the clear winner. If you replace A.J. Green at some point, I think Cooks beats anybody that they replace him with. So, my biggest thing I don't like about Turbo's team here when we're talking about the flex is that he's got not only A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd, but also Andy Dalton. If yeah, Dalton decides only to throw to one of those receivers, you have now – you've pretty much eliminated an entire position off your points, which I think right. that's extremely risky. And, again, Tyler, you you hit it right on. If, if it's going to be a 100-point know, combined score game, then sure, that might be a good idea. But that's that's a hard bet to make. Yeah, exactly. 
So yeah, you need you need everybody on, that you're starting on that team to score a touchdown to have it pay off. I mean, it, it can happen, but it's probably not. Is it? Is it possible? Sure. Is it probable? No. So finally, defenses. You know how I don't like to go over kickers. We're going to go over the Seals as Saints defense at the Giants and the Rams defense hosting Minnesota. Well, for me, uh, oh, am I up or are you up? I don't care. Go for it. Uh, for me, this is super easy. Give me the Rams all day long. Minnesota had a problem. Their offensive line is terrible, and they had a problem with the Bills defense last week. Imagine what they're going to have with the Rams front four. Give me the give me the Rams all day long. Saints can't stop a cold. Yeah, I mean, Saints can't stop anything. It's the stoppable force versus the movable object in that game. So, yeah, I think it's Rams, but I think that I think that Lutz is going to score this week because of the I think that's going to be a higher scoring matchup. So, so overall, uh, Rob, who do you give this matchup to? Well, before I do that, I'm going to look at the bench a little bit. See if oh, there's a, gee, I, my bad. I do a little different on. I mean, obviously, we're assuming a lot of bench moves already for Club Baby Seals. Um, but given the moves that we've talked about, I don't think I'd change anything there. Um, and we already really talked about Turbo. We'd probably do something with his complete uh, Cincinnati stack. Uh, maybe you spread out the quarterback love and maybe you you say, hey, Watson's going to be able to do something against that Colts um, defense and, and not play Dalton. Or if you're in love with Dalton, maybe you don't take put Tyler Boyd in there and you think that Drake's going to bounce back against New England. I don't know, but those are some options. Tyler? You hit it on the head. I'm good to go. All, All right. right. So who do you pick, Tyler? Um, Man... I you were good to go. Well, I was good to go on the benches, not so much on the pick. Um, God, I hate that. I hate the stack of wide receivers for Turbo. But at the end of the day, I guess give me Turbo. If we were allowing pushes, I would do it. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, we, we uh, stopped doing that after week one. So I'll take Turbo, not by much. Rob, you know what? I don't want to do it. I feel dirty doing it. But I'm going to agree. Turbo, like by three. You know what? I'm already behind in the pickums. Fuck it. Club BB Seals for the win. There you go. That's how you play it. Uh, let's see. Who's next up is... Oh, next we've got... Uh, Rob's going to host yep, this one, I believe. we got the Redskins against the Reapers. Redskins are coming in at 1-2. and two, And the Reapers are coming in at 2-1. and one. We're going to start with the quarterbacks. Blakely's got Carson Wentz against Patrick Mahomes. I don't think we have to talk about this one too much. I really don't. I mean... If we're going just based off of last week's performance, then it might be something to talk about. But, no, I mean, Wentz did look good. He had a, a pick and a fumble, I believe. But, I mean, Mahomes, you just can't really argue with that. Number two quarterback in, fo- in football right now, He's he's got it. 
Yeah, you could pretty much dial Mahomes in for three tutties and 300 yards every week, and that's hard to combat. So give me give me uh, Reapers on this one. Running back, we got Zeke and James White uh, against uh, Matt Burita and James Conner. Now, Matt Burita is somebody who's an in- interesting player. He has the capability to go off big, but his charges are a decent defense. Connor, I mean, Baltimore is also a good defense against the running back, too, so I don't know how well I like these matchups for Reapers. Zeke easily has the chance to go off, and they just put out today that he's – he said that he is confident he will get more carries. And then James White, I don't know, Burkhead's also back there, but White's also producing. I think he's getting the catches. Based off the matchups, I'm going to have to give it to Zeke and White. Okay, I – I would too, but I would a little bit uh, bigger because, as you mentioned, Burkhead, if you look down at his bench, Burkhead went on IR this week. Oh, did he? I missed that. Yeah, so James White doesn't really, you know, he's going to be their passing uh, passing down guy. Um, I think he might get a little more work than he has in the past. Zeke will continue to get work. Connor will continue to get work. Breed is hurt. He's, uh, I think he's got a hyperextended knee or something, so – you know, that's something to keep an eye on. If if he's completely healthy, I mean, the Chargers are a good defense, but they're missing one of their best linemen. I might give the slight edge to the Reapers here. Um, you know, you know what Zeke's going to do. Um, oh, God. I think just because of the breed uncertainty today, I'm going to give the slight edge to the Redskins, but it's not by a whole lot. No, I, I didn't change. know that about the Burkhead situation. Knowing yeah. that now, I definitely give it a full swing to the Redskins. Yeah. If if Burrito was was normal, healthy, I might not do that. But, okay, let's go to receivers. Okay. Well, go ahead. This is your this is your show. No, it's – oh, yeah, it is. Oh, it is my show. <laughs> God damn it. You got me all verklempt with Burkhead there. Never mind. Okay, we got Mike Evans and Keenan Cole. This is going to play back really well. Um, <laughs> against Antonio Brown and Adam Thielen. Hey, speaking of playing back well, is uh, can we just skip this matchup? Yeah, I think we can. I think, I think we can, solid. too. I mean, Evans has been great, but he has been. He has but been. Brown and Thielen together, give me a break. I think Evans has scored more in the first few weeks of this season than he did all last year. I think so, too. All right, so here's a really interesting one. Zach Ernst against Travis Kelsey. Well, I think it's – I do think it's going to be the newly acquired Kelsey for Reapers. Ertz is great tight end. He gets a lot of action in that offense. But he did get a touchdown sniped by the other guy last week. But Kelsey, I just think he's going to be – he's the consistent workhorse for that Kansas City team. Um, I'm going to go with Kelsey, and I – I honestly don't think it's super close. No, it's um, – or you don't think it's close. I don't think it's close. Tennessee may be a lot of things, but they're really good on defense. They're allowing, like, less than four catches and less than uh, 40 yards to the tight end position this year, where Denver is – you know, they've already allowed a 100-yard receiver. Um, they allow, you know, four or five more catches per game. So – 
or four or five catches per game at the position. Uh, we know Kelsey's a superstar, and I like the stack with Mahomes. Uh, give me Reapers on this one by a lot. Uh, at the flex, we got Keenan Allen, who's got a questionable tag against San Francisco, and on Johnson, who I believe uh, had his first 100-yard game last week against Dallas. Uh, well, one second. I had to refresh my website because I didn't have a flex spot filled for the Reapers and now I'm watching an ad (laughs) well I'll tell you my thoughts while you're loading up Um, last week Dallas gave uh, Chris Carson for Seattle Seattle's first hundred yard game since 1907 now, that's a big exaggeration, but it's at least been two, three years since they had somebody go over 100. You've got Sean Lee out with a hamstring. He pulled the other one from the one that was sore last week that have it, had him missing practice. And he's one of the main run stoppers. Uh, on's coming off a 100-yard game. I, don't, I think Dallas's pass defense is legit. I think Detroit is going to come in and try to control the clock just like Dallas tries to do it, and I think they're going to do a better job of it. Give me carry on over Keenan. Now, I agree with what you're saying. However, I think that's the same kind of game plan that the Giants had going into their game. And Saquon Barkley is a better running back to carry on Johnson. Yes, we're missing Sean Lee. But I don't think overall the Detroit offense is that much different than the Giants offense. But Keenan Allen is one of the best pass catchers in the league, let, let alone on the Chargers. <laughs> I I think I have to either push this match, this flex matchup, or give it to Allen. Okay. We'll disagree on this one. Uh, defense and kicker. We've got the Texans against the Colts. Matt Prater uh, against Dallas. The Chargers against San Francisco. And Tucker against Pittsburgh. I think the key for the Texans game is to contain T.Y. Hilton. If they contain T.Y. Hilton, they shut down Indy's offense, which they have a good pass rush. I mean, Texans, the J.J. Watt's still fucking cooking. Uh, Chargers are good. San Francisco's not spectacular. I think these defenses are almost a push in their matchup. Um, I'd say the kickers are a push because both of them kick can kick a long ways. Kickers. I, I might give a little – edge to Prater because Tucker's kicking in Pittsburgh and normally there's not a lot of long field goes there I know you hate talking about kickers but I just had to defenses give me the Chargers all day against San Francisco Um, Garoppolo is out they're on a backup quarterback they're scrambling to get a backup to the backup I know the Chargers are without their best pass rusher but give give me the Chargers over the Texans you know what? I forgot Garoppolo's out, but I'm sticking my guns here. Push them. There you go. You see anything good on the benches you do? Um, didn't look at the benches. So I'm going to go with no. Okay. I'm going to do that too. Um, who's your pick? Um, I think it's really close. I think I'm going to give it to Redskins. I'm going to give it until, uh, since I just got smoked by him last week, I got to stick with the team that beat me and go with the Reapers. Let's go to Tyler and see his thoughts on the matchup and who he thinks is going to win. Yeah, so um, I know you guys talked a little bit about Burrito earlier, um, but I'm rolling out a new segment, guys. Surprise new segment. It's Ta-da. time out of the week. 
What is it? The what of the Tyler's week? stat of the week. Tyler's scrambled voice of the week. Tyler's stat of the week. Okay, there we go. Thank that you. There we go. Nailed it. <laughs> um, so last year, when CJ Beathard started, he targeted the running back more than any quarterback had in the last 10 years at 32% of the time. And this year in the preseason, he targeted the running back more than any quarterback did at 31% of the time. So I that uh, helped in the trade today, that my confidence to get rid of uh, Howard. I think Burrito is going to get ultra-targeted as long as Beathard's the starter. Um, so I think the running backs are actually closer than you think. Um, and obviously I'm picking myself. So there you go. There we go. Uh, so our next matchup is going to be the Let's Go Cyclones at two and one versus the Foes at two and one. The Cyclones are going to roll out Drew Brees at New New York, the Giants, and the U's are going to have Jared Goff at home against Minnesota. Give me Brees at New York, the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Football Giants. Uh, yeah, give me Brees here. Um, I, I do think that Goff is in one of those offenses that is less affected by the defense. I think he's still going to get his. Um, but, yeah, no, you're not going to go against Breeze here. Uh, running back to Cyclones is Lamar Miller at Indy and Alvin Kamara at New York, the Giants. Uh, Faux use have Geo at Atlanta and Carlos Hyde at Oakland, the Raiders. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Kamara all day. Kamara beats all of these by a mile. Yep, let's let's move on. Yeah, that Drew Brees Kamara stack is devastating. Receivers yep. Cyclones have Golden Tate at Dallas and Devontae Adams with Buffalo, and then the U's have Jarvis Landry at Jarvis Landry at Oakland and Cooper Cup with Minnesota. Okay, so with this one, I have to go. I gotta do a callback to when I was talking about a Galladay and that Dallas does a good job on the outside, but not so much in the middle. Uh, Golden Tate works the middle of the field. Devontae Adams is the main guy for Green Bay. Uh, give me the Cyclones here. Yep, Cyclones here too. Uh, I want to go back to Kamara quick. Holy shit, 20 targets last week. What the hell? Yeah. That's all I had. You can move on. All right. Okay. Um, flex spot for Cyclones is going to be Kyle Rudolph at the Rams. L.A. the Rams. And then <laughs> Foe Hughes is going to have George Kittle at L.A. the Chargers. And that would be the tight end spot. That's what I said. You said the flex. Listen, you don't know what I said. <laughs> uh, well, here's the great part about it. We're recording. Play so back. we can go ahead and listen back to it. <laughs> Let's go. Um, just, you know, I think Beathard, if he's not targeting the running back, he's going to target Kittle. Obviously, the Iowa connection there. Um, give me uh, oh, man, I forgot that. Oakland torched the Rams week one. Right. And they've lost uh, and they lost one of their corners. Well, I don't care about that for the tight end, but well no, but I mean it means they're moving from the uh, outside. Yeah. Man, I was gonna go Kittle, but give me Rudolph. Yep, give me Rudolph because they lost a corner, they're gonna move the slot guy outside more than likely, which means which leaves even worse people covering the tight end. Um and the Chargers have been pretty good against the tight end so far this year. So yeah, give me Rudolph. All right, so now I'm going to introduce the tight end spot, flip him in post. 
Uh, actually, it's flexed. Nelson Aguilar at Tennessee against John Brown at Pittsburgh. Wow. wow. Um, um, there's a lot of points here. There's a lot of points on the board. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it – well, here's the thing. If uh, Je- Alshon Jeffrey, as far as I know, was full practice today, I don't know if he's going to play Sunday. If he plays Sunday, it flips this. Right now I'm giving it to Aguilar purely because John Brown's playing on um, – oh, no, John Brown is playing on Sunday. I, I was thinking okay. he played on Thursday night. Um, yeah, give me give me John Brown here. Pittsburgh has been a sieve to wide receivers this year. Yeah, I'm going John Brown all day uh, strictly because of how I think the game flow is going to go. I think Philly has no problem uh, keeping <laughs> Tennessee down. And I think Baltimore has to try to keep up with Pittsburgh. So, give me Brown. All right. So, moving into the defenses. Cyclones has the Jets defense at Jacksonville. And the U's have the Patriots defense against Miami. You know, I don't really like either one of these, to be honest. The Jets have been better than one would think on defense. Um, But Jacksonville hasn't been turning the ball over that much. Um, you know, ugh, ugh, I don't like any of these Miami can turn the ball over, but then last week against Oakland, you know, they didn't do anything terrible like they did against the jets and, um, uh, whoever the hell they played prior to that push it. I don't really care about either one of these. Um, I think these defense and kickers comes down to, I think Matt Bryant is going to outscore everybody else in this defense kicker matchup. And I'm a little bit more on the Jets, like you said. I think they're more prone to force turnovers than the Patriots are. So, give me Jets and Matt Bryan. All right, guys. Anything on either bench that you're looking at? You know, I might think about Chris Carson finding a way to do something with him. You wouldn't obviously replace Miller or Kamara because Miller is guaranteed to get 20-some touches and Kamara is Kamara. But – especially if uh, Aguilar is going to have competition for catches, as Tyler mentioned earlier, maybe you look at putting a Chris Carson in against an Arizona team who still can't stop the run. Yeah, I agree. I think if Jeffrey plays, you flip Aguilar out there. Um, For me on the bench, man, look at all the red on these benches. Joe Mixon, out. Greg Olson, out. Cole Beasley, questionable. Devonta Freeman has been out, now questionable. Zerline, out. Eric Ebron, questionable. Le'Veon Bell, out. Man, and both these teams are still 2-1. and one. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, only other comment I had on the benches is uh, David Njoku, I, he's not interesting for this week's matchup, but he's going to be interesting to watch with the Baker-Mayfield connection going forward. Um, so uh, that could be one where Cyclones is going to have to make a decision every week going forward. Right. Okay, so uh, Tyler, who do you pick to win this week? Man, I think the uh, Breeze and Kamara are just like an unstoppable force this year. I, uh, specifically, Kamara. Um, so Kamara is just one of those where he's a cheat code that you put into your lineup every single week. So give me Cyclones. Agreed. Yeah, I think we're going to sweep the Cyclones here. All right. Our last matchup is the matchup for the Commissioner's Cup. 
Blake was the first one to retain the Commissioner's Cup for yeah. multiple weeks. Yeah, so because I lost week one, you took it from Nick week two, so you're the first one to have it multiple weeks here. I will never um, give it up. It's mine forever. I guarantee <laughs> you will give it up at some point. Um, so at quarterback, we have Fitzmagic, uh, Fitzmagic, God, uh, at Chicago, and Ben Roethlisberger at home versus Baltimore. What do you think, Rob? You know, I'm going to have to give the edge to Ben here. I'm sorry, yep. but that Chicago defense is legit especially from a pass rush standpoint. I'd like to think that he can do it, but we're talking a Sunday night game. The only caveat here is that sometimes Pittsburgh-Baltimore gets in one of these 13-10 to 10 games. Um, but I, right now I'm going to give the edge to Ben. I agree, um, mainly because uh, – and I don't remember whether it was the left tackle or the right tackle for Tampa Bay who just didn't even look like he should be playing football last week. Um, and against that Chicago pass rush, I think Fitzpatrick is going to have more trouble than he's had all year. Um, but I completely agree with what you said about Ben. I think, um, I think this could be one if Fitz, if Fitz magic goes over 30 again, uh, he's the starter the rest of the way for Tampa Bay. He's gotta be right. Well, I mean, he's, he's thrown for over 400 yards three three weeks in a row. That does not happen very much. Yeah. Well, and I think I think part of that is is he's playing with house money. He doesn't he he knows that he's either going to he's going to lose the job or he's going to win the job and that's it. So, um at running backs, we have Philip Lindsay versus Kansas City and David Johnson versus Seattle and Royce Freeman versus Kansas City. So we have the two sides of the timeshare. And Latavius Murray at the Rams. Um, Cook still questionable. I haven't heard whether he's going to play or not. Um, Rob, what do you think? Um, I'm going to take the snakes here. I've heard that he's feeling better. His hamstring feels great. So I'm going to go with uh, the snakes. And do you have any news on Fournette, Rob? Um, I I heard that he practiced, um, that he's feeling better, but I have not heard if he's playing. Yeah, he was a limited participant. I think if you flip Fournette in for Murray, this becomes a push. Correct. Uh, I agree. Right now, you got to give it to the Hot Snakes. Right. Um, at wide receiver, you got Michael Thomas at the Giants and Stefan Diggs at the Rams versus DeAndre Hopkins at Indy and Larry Fitzgerald versus Seattle. Um, I'm going to give the edge to Thomas and Diggs here just because I don't like that Arizona offense. That's you took the words out of my mouth. Um, and it helps that the Rams have injuries in their secondary, um, which you saw a little bit last week against the Chargers. Right. So uh, that boosts dig up, digs up. Otherwise, I would say it's really close. But yeah, you can't believe in that Arizona offense until you see it. Right. At tight end, um, the Hot Snakes are throwing out Will Disley at Arizona, and Keg Raider has Jimmy Graham versus Buffalo. All right, on the surface, you'd say Jimmy Graham easily here, but Graham missed practice in total. He wasn't one of these limited participants. He missed the entire practice due to a knee injury. So his availability right now is in question. If he practices by Friday and they remove the questionable tag and he plays, it's Jimmy Graham all day long. 
if that doesn't happen, they've got a big hole at tight end on this team and they'll be scrambling. So right now, based on the inavailability of information, I'm pushing it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it to K grader. I don't have much confidence in Disley. Um, so I think even if he picks somebody up off the waiver wire, he'll outscore Disley this week. Um, that, that's just – I just don't have much confidence in him. But um, at flex, we have Chris Hogan versus Miami and Juju Smith-Schuster versus Baltimore. Um, you know, all things being equal, I give it to uh, Juju Smith-Schuster just because of the problem that the Patriots have been having. However, as soon as I say that and the fact that I traded Chris Hogan away, he'll probably get two touchdowns this week. Um, but you've got Brady, <laughs> then I hope he gets four touchdowns this week. There we go. That's better. Um, right now I'll give the slight edge to Juju. I give it to Juju by a mile. Uh, Juju hasn't had less than a hundred yards receiving in a game this year yet. Um, on top of that, Hogan is at least going to have some of the time with Xavier Howard covering him. Who's a emerging top five cornerback in the league. So I think, uh, Hogan's opportunities are going to be limited. And Juju is uh, very quickly becoming a – I mean, he's the fourth wide receiver this year so far. So, um, at defense and kicker, we have uh, Jaguars versus the Jets and Ryan Suckup versus Philly. And Kegrader has the Bears versus Tampa Bay and Robbie Gold at the Chargers. I got the Bears well. <laughs> and then it's against the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, give me uh, give me Kegrader here. I – I, that pass rush is going to be lethal, I think. Um, I mean, the kickers are a push. Give me the Jags, actually, because we are we saw last week how uh, rookie handled uh, the pass rush and pro, uh, a, a decent defense last week um, in the Jets. And I think the Jags are going to pose a problem there, especially with uh, being at Jacksonville. The Bears are a great defense, but the one caveat is Tampa – I mean, we thought Philly was a great defense, and Tampa made them look silly. There's still that chance, even though slight, that Tampa could overcome that and still put up a lot of yards and points. So give me the Jags here. They're more of a sure thing to me. All right. Um, as far as benches or just general thoughts, the one thing I have here is Kegerator is like the Peyton Manning of our league. Awesome in the regular season, but like – almost wins every year in the regular season as far as record goes, but then just can't put it together in the postseason. Yeah. Um, yeah. You should and do with, more pizza commercials. <laughs> yeah. Um, and with that, I'm going to give it to Kegerator this week. I'm not seeing a lot of things I would do different on the bench as well. Um, boy, as far as who, I mean, there's a lot of ifs on the Kegerator side this week. I, for me, it comes down to the tight end position. I think it's it's pretty even across the board for the most part when you do the give and takes. If Jimmy Graham is cleared in place, I'm going to give it to Kegerator. But if he's not, I'd give it to the Snakes. But I got to well, make a pick here, don't I? Yep. You know what? Give me the Snakes. All right, Blake. What are your, what are your thoughts about your matchup? Uh, I think overall I like my matchup. It's I'm pretty much banking on my only consistent person, Fitzmagic again. 
Uh, my biggest worry on my lineup is my flex with Chris Hogan. But then it's who do I play instead? I really don't have anything on my bench to replace him with, which has been my thoughts for the last couple of days. If Jay Ajayi proves to be fully healthy by Friday, then I guess that he's probably going to take the flex spot. But as of right now, this is what I'm going to be playing with. So I like me, but it's not by a lot. And I, Oh, I did want to say that I think – in the, ne- in the next few weeks, I think David Johnson's going to prove to be a little bit more – I'm hoping that he's going to change his, the way that they use him because Rosen might be coming in and starting there and head of, head of Bradford, and we've already seen two offenses revitalized with the starting of their rookie quarterback. So if the trend continues, good things happen in three, we might see that Rosen changes around the way Arizona runs their stuff, and David Johnson might be what we are hoping that he's going to be. Yeah, I just don't have any faith in that coaching staff. Uh, the fact that they pulled him off the field on a third and two because he missed a block, that just seems like the old-school t- coaching mentality that is failing time and time and, and again in the NFL. So I have no faith in that Arizona team until they show me otherwise. So. Well, you know what, Tyler? I have to have some sort of hope. It's my fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, uh, the matchups are complete. <laughs> last thoughts? Rob, do you have a C.I. Whitefish Big City Pick of the Week this week? Uh, my big city pick of the week was going to be based on my team. Um, but my big city pick of the week is Chris Hogan gets – Chris Hogan makes Blake happy in the flex spot. All right. That's my big city pick. Any last thoughts? Uh, I had a feels pick, but I forget what it was. So, there you go. There you go. All right. See you guys later. All right. All right.